0: This is WrestleWolf. I am Damien Gibson, and why can't I even pronounce my own surname? Gibson. And uh, I'm Damien Gibson, and joining me uh, for the second time, and I'm really excited to actually speak to another human being about wrestling. It's the, it's the enigma, the
1: mystery. It's Matthew. I'm just happy to be referred to as a human being. Oh, I would definitely call you a human being. I qualify. How would you describe Matt? He is definitely a human being. Well, you sure ruined that. Um,
0: (laughs) No, you're a great human
1: being. That's great. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, (laughs) Listen
0: to men trying to give each other confidence. You are a human being. (laughs) I know you.
1: (laughs) It's just nice to have my weekly validation at the top of every show. (laughs) I love you, man. You know
0: that. Um, so we aren't talking about all the bad stuff just off the top. I'm just going to, I know we said we weren't going to mention it all, but I'm just saying, I'm mentioning that we're not mentioning it because there's no, there's nothing that either of us can add to the ongoing conversation of everything that's happening in wrestling without just making more noise and taking up space that should be, um, should be a platform for for other people to talk about does that make sense i think it's well said yeah um so i think it would be nice and i did this yesterday with the nxt episode if we can just like like talk shit about wrestling in a fun way and sort of try and pretend that nothing bad's happening is that bad are we being <laughs> are we sticking our heads in the sand here
1: matt uh Yes, but also uh, we are two white, cis, straight males and, like, mm. it's probably not for our voices uh, uh, other than just, like, supporting those people and wanting to have their, you know, platform. Yeah. Um, but also it's wrestling, which is inherently the stupidest uh, thing. Um, And, like, I spend essentially most of my life thinking about it. Um <laughs> so I'm not trying to insult anyone uh, listening, but I think we should, let's just really keep it on the stupid uh plane. Yeah. I think anyone tuning into this podcast is is here for
0: the the silliness and lols and not for our hot takes on what? things that we shouldn't have a hot take on at all.
1: Like Besides, some, Yeah. Some people think. some people are some people are CM Punk, but we we are really the dungeon of doom of uh
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Colt Cabana. I thought that was going to be the obvious,
1: um, you know, light to CM Punk's
0: well dark.
1: When when you think you've got the answers, I change the questions. Mm, yeah, I yeah, that's right. He got fired this week. Poor old which, CM Punk. Him and Renee. That's good because it it makes him more available to come onto AEW Dynamite, which is all I want.
0: Yeah, but didn't he, get, didn't he get shitty that the Bucks used Didn't they use Punk's name in some sort of... They dropped his name in a press conference or something like that, and it, supposedly he got very shitty about that.
1: 100% something happened that CM Punk got shitty with. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a low bar.
0: Extra, extra, CM Punk cracks the shits about something to do with wrestling. Everyone just walked <laughs> past his paper paperboy. Like, that's not news. <laughs> oh. well uh let's get into this week's um episode of dynamite man mm-hmm. i um i thought this was a good effort but not um as great as the last couple of weeks have been especially for a go-home show going into into essentially what is a pay-per-view with fighter Fest over the next couple of weeks oh. um but obviously there are some very trying circumstances for the company at the moment. So given yeah. that, I think they probably did as well as could have been expected. Um, they did lose to NXT in the right. Ra- I mean, not that I really care about this Wednesday night war thing, but they did lose to NXT in the ratings for the first time. So, um, so it gives you an idea of how bad a week it was for
1: our friends at AW. Well, I mean, NXT had a, incredible card but like i i thought like i was really happy to see like the show open with luchasaurus in particular who i Mm. I think is like just a it's it's one of those things that i think in front of a crowd would have been incredible because he was so like he just has that connection um that some wrestlers have that most uh envy that just people like him his style like for a guy that size to move like he does is fantastic um hmm. and lumberjack matches always are like a lot more fun with crowds obviously everything is more fun with crowds um almost yeah. i i liked um just for the you know for
0: the two people who actually don't watch the show and listen to the podcast for the <laughs> one weirdo who gets all of their news from us uh, the first match was um, Luchasaurus versus uh, Wardlow. And uh, I'm just reading off, I've got my own notes, but I'm also reading off the AEW website. They keep pushing this Mr. Mayhem uh, nickname that no one is no one's using. MJF it- isn't using it. Wardlow <laughs> doesn't use it. <laughs> the commentators <laughs> don't use it. It just gets dropped. You notice that? It just gets dropped occasionally. Like, Usually in like the title screen, Mister Mayhem Wardlow. Like,
1: it's it's and, and... also because he wears a suit. You're not like, oh, this guy is like, it's 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 not like some anarchist <laughs> character. It's like they, it's just like something that someone has thought up, and they're like, well, we've got to give someone this name.
0: Yeah, it doesn't fit him at all. He he doesn't talk. He walks so slowly. He <laughs> wears a three piece suit at all times. It's very well kept
1: if anything the man in the dinosaur mask covered in tatters with like you know insane hair is probably like mr mayhem
0: yeah the the, the you know the 7 foot 2 guy who's doing shooting star presses off the stage onto you know that's mr mayhem not yeah. what i don't there isn't much with a uh, with AEW's sort of booking and 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 creative that i i have problems with but i just noticed this mr mayhem thing and like, <laughs> i feel like there's one guy in every meeting who's like um just wait, so we're still going with my idea for mr mayhem for what like and everyone else is like yeah yeah sure just sure jim <laughs> no worries <laughs> you know it- cody keeps saying the like the the title coming up, it's like fuck, fuck. Say, how many times have I told you we need to get rid of that nickname? He's not Mister Mayhem.
1: I I suspect that they uh, when when it got announced they were going to have the second TV show that it was going to be AEW Mayhem, and they were going to let like this big muscly guy be the face of. <laughs> So they're just sort of like as as you know until until they eventually launch that they're just leaving him as Mister Mayhem and then they're like this is his show like SmackDown was the Rocks. <laughs> um, I, I really dug in this. Uh, first of all, that uh, the best friends dressed as lumberjacks, which I don't think I've, I may have it. I assume some like E Fed has done this, but I haven't. I don't remember seeing someone dressed as a lumberjack. To Me. be a lumberjack, which was no. great. And no. also
0: when I Marcos- saw it, I was
1: like, sorry, I was just going to say, man, when I saw that, I was like, Jim
0: Cornette is going to fucking lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so angry and it's going to be awesome. It's almost worth listening to Jim's podcast this week just to hear his reaction. To that, it'd be
1: right at the start, so you could listen to it and turn it off.
0: Anyway, sorry, man. keep going.
1: That's a, that's all right. I I, I also liked that. Um, I thought I thought Marco's stunt getting thrown is like probably my favorite running <laughs> AEW thing. <laughs> like I just think like that the guy is just so small compared to these people, and he yeah. like it, it's it's like this sort of self fulfilling thing where like I I feel like it's like when when camus said that like sisyphus is pushing the rock up the the hill and the rock gets to the top and then the, the boulder it's more than a rock and then the boulder, he, so sisyphus has to watch the boulder fall to the bottom of the hill and then push it back up again but like camus said that there was just a moment where uh, as that as that boulder hit the top of the hill that sisyphus must have felt satisfied which made his life worthwhile i feel like there's a moment as marco stunts jumping on someone's back before he's like thrown like a rag doll and and you know killed yeah. for the week, like Kenny from South Park, that he just feels like you know th- this is all worth it. This is his like his myth of Sisyphus Albert Camus moment. <laughs> is that a stretch? <laughs> no, I get it. We'll
0: see. We'll see what the audience thinks. <laughs> yeah, don't don't check the tweets. Um. I was going to say, that I just when you brought up uh, Marco Stunders-Kenny, I feel like if he I was... I thought
1: a, you wanted to talk more about Camus. I thought that was... When you said when when you brought up, I was like, th- like Damien, we can't just keep talking about Camus. Why not? It's a Camus <laughs> podcast. People have <laughs> already... You know?
0: It's just like, I don't know who that is. Is that a wrestler? People are going on with the uh, you know AEW wiki right now, so I've never heard of Camus. A Camus Looking wrestler... Real. A wrestler called Camus who is an existentialist. I mean, it's almost Orange Cassidy, actually.
1: You can sort of imagine just, like, three guys with skivvies and berets and, like, (laughs) cigarette hot, just, like, sitting there in the ring. The having. Oh, my God, it's
0: the (laughs) existentialist.
1: They're doing nothing. (laughs)
0: Her coming up at Fighter Fest, FTR versus the Existentialists. This is going
1: to be a huge amount of nothing. I think we've actually just found as as you know people that might be physically past our prime. Depending on what that prime may have been for me, it was it was not particularly uh, that this this may be our gimmick. We we may have just broken into the scene.
0: Yeah, but that means that you are going to take bumps. That's all you're doing. You don't get. You, Because at some point, a, a good wrestler has to come in and hurt you, right? Because you're not going to be faces as yes. the extra senseless, are you? You, you? you have to be here, especially in the States, especially if you come out and start philosophising <laughs> and, you know, people are going to be like, boo, shut the fuck up, get on with it. We're not here to listen to you moan.
1: Which is how the listeners of this must be feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um
0: so ultimately this uh, this match was really good um it wasn't necessarily technically great, but it was it was fun
1: yeah.
0: uh, and the m j f sort of jungle boy rivalry was kept going through this match yeah. as well um and with m j f causing a distraction for warlow to win but I think he could have had a like you know the schmaltz finish here was fine. Um, because mm. it helps carry on a storyline, but you could have quite easily have had a, you know, a, a, a clean win here for Wardlow, and I would have been quite happy with that as well. Because I'd like to see more of these guys going at it. Which we did. Yeah, we got an announcement that MJF and Wardlow are going up against um, the. I was about to say Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Jurassic Express, right? I'm completely guessing myself. Um, At Fest, which is going over seven weeks, is it? No, two weeks. Um, But, yeah, I enjoyed this, man. I'd like to see more of Wardlow versus Luchasaurus in in the future. Hmm. Um, Next up we had, I assume, your favourite moment of the week or one of them because it was brit baker um she is still sending messages to tony Schiavone, but this week she's got herself a little glass case um to protect herself um i think she mentioned at some point that it's bulletproof glass oh no soundproof glass it was soundproof <laughs> glass so she couldn't hear any of you
1: um when big swole appeared and was like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> and she's like i can't hear you i can't hear what you're saying um I think it's like it is just act, like actively spectacular. I think it's so funny. Mm, it's she, exa- it's it's what I wanted for the week.
0: She's um she'd have to be she'd have to be close to one of the two the, the most over wrestler in any promotion on a mm. like you know New Japan started up and you know um you've got guys like Sedona and and that there who are moving yeah. up. But um just wanted to drop in a little New Japan reference so the marks knew that I know, you know. Um, but uh, she is... You, anyone talking about AEW is like, Britt Baker is the best thing on here. And, and mm. that's including, uh, you know, a segment later on that I really enjoyed that had Jer- Chris Jericho, maybe the greatest of all time, mm. especially with promos and things like that, and Orange Cassidy, who everybody loves. But you could, yeah, very much... I think make the the argument that Britt Baker is the hottest talent in wrestling at the moment and she can't even wrestle.
1: Well, that's what I I, I think like when Becky Lynch really hit and she got, you know, hit in the face and like there was that incredible image of her um, and like she she was really great but they just like they, they WWE'd it where she had to like say weird dumb shit and like wink at the camera and, like, sell T-shirts, whereas, like, Britt Baker is just being really, like, actually funny and actually being funny in wrestling is mm. one of the rarest things.
0: Yeah, and when it happens, you're so... I mean, Jericho is a, a god at it mm. and, uh, you know, The Rock was good at it and um Stone Cold underrated, I think, you know. Yeah, Cuban. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle underrated as well. You know, Jericho and Edge. I mean, you get people... Jericho, I said Jericho again, Christian and Edge um, and Jericho and Chris Jericho, Jericho. and Jericho and, uh, you know, you could make an argument for Jericho. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I really, I, I know we've, we said this on the last episode, but I can't I cannot get over the transformation in 12 months from where, has it even been 12 months Dynamo? It hasn't, right? No, I don't um, think so. So the seven or eight, nine months, whatever it's been, you know, that 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 first month, like even us, I remember having conversations of like, who the fuck is Britt Baker? You know, why why are they pushing her so hard? She's awful. Oh yeah. She a, was awful. Yeah. A dentist, ugh. You know, like <laughs> uh <laughs> Um and yeah, now like she she's getting Big Swall. I mean, I want to see this Big Swall brit Baker match so bad and it's not gonna happen for months. Mm. Um, and I suppose the, the upside of that is we get to see more promos from Britt Baker, but um, you know, I also want to see a continuation of the storyline. And and she's managed to I mean Big Swell's great, but she's managed to essentially get Big Swall over in two episodes.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Without and wrestling she, a match. <laughs> and she's essentially like, instead of playing like this hero who it's like, isn't this great, she went to dental school. She's playing uh, Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> but also a conspiracy theorist. Like there's, yeah. given the times, a conspiracy theorist heel is very good, very timely. Oh, for sure. Especially with AEW. I feel like if
0: you are a conspiracy theorist, um in WWE you'd, you'd be the face and triple champion you'd have all the belts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to get some hate from that. Um <laughs> so next up we had uh Hikaru Shida uh, versus Red Velvet um who I haven't seen before but did a perfectly good job of getting the absolute shit squashed out of them. Um and then Sheeta essentially we had a, a we called a WCW brawl, but I was listening to one of our competitors and they were saying it was a very WWE brawl. Um so I don't know hmm. who's right there. We were yeah, I feel like this was a WCW like the squash match lasted what what psst. Like, 16 seconds?
1: I loved it. I Like, I don't think, like, they don't do women's squash match- matches that often in mm. any promotion, partially because they're, you know, usually they give sort of a, you know, one little chunk and they don't want to get criticised for it, and that's the only reason why they're having women's matches. Um, mm. That's my hot take. Um, you're, you're, you're right. Despite the fact that they're over and they're really good, like, I think that there's a lot of cynicism in why places like WWE do them. But um, I, just, I thought it was sick to see Shida just, like, be unstoppable, um, be really smart.
0: and it then up with her character as well, right? Her character is meant to be, you know, the Japanese strong style, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. She's the best mm. women's striker in the world. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so to see that, you know, um, she wins a match with a running knee, with a... You know, brutalizing running knee gets the win, and then dives out of the ring and just thumps Penelope in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Penelope Ford, sorry, we're on first name basis, uh, and <laughs> he also knocks out Kip Sabian as well for good measure, just mm-hmm. to show that like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, I'll put you on your ass if you get if you get in my way. So I did really, I liked, I liked the second bit that seemed to get a bit of criticism. Um, mm. but I, I like
1: that Kip Sabian lost the, like, bit of his glasses and, like, <laughs> he's the kind of character that can get punched by a sort sort of smaller woman mm. and not lose anything. Like, it actually sort of adds a little bit to his, you know, it, it sort of makes sense that mm. that someone like Sheeta would not give a crap about punching Kip Sabian.
0: Yeah, it's um, he can do that sort of cartoonish, like, wet bandit's, you know, mm. home alone type thing where it's like Whoa. um but yeah, and it like put, a- it, it puts shader over, it it you know, I think it it builds towards their match at fire Festival. And we all know that Penelope Ford is not gonna win that belt, but
1: no. no.
0: I heard some questions I- during the week that it actually took hate out of the good work that they had done previously with Ford and um uh Hickory, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think that happened this week. I was quite. I was quite cool with this, even though it was the WCW All In Brawl.
1: Yeah, I. I thought it, I liked it. I. I. I liked it. Um, yeah. I thought it was. I thought both this. I thought the whole sort of start of the show was. Was quite strong. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we got to the
0: next part of the, uh, <sighs> <laughs> the next part, which was um. You know, reading on AEW's website here there uh, the exact words are highlights from the fighter fest press conference um airing on tnt uh that aired on tnt uh with the american nightmare cody now highlights i think is a strong word <laughs> um <laughs> Look, cody cody as always his promos are strong he he put himself and um Jake Hager and Ricky Starks and Arn Anderson over, like (laughs) in his promo. So, like he, you know, a plus. Um, And Arn's promo was pretty good as well.
1: Um, But uh, I just don't want to. I don't want to see Jake Hager. I I just like I don't want to see him in any title match. I don't want to see. He's, he's not good. At wrestling. Like, he might be technically fine, yeah. but, like, there is a reason why. Like, every... He killed Lucha Underground. Yeah. Like, he has has been, like, consistently put in these roles and never gotten over. And it's because there is something lacking in him. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually agree with that. Like, there is, in the sense of, like, there is... The best wrestlers are the ones that capture your attention. You know, whether it's like a, a guy like zicky Dice on NWA, who's like you know, a little bit overweight and screams at the camera or whatever, but you like you notice him, right? You're like, well, who who is this guy? What's he doing? When Jake Hager walks out, you're like, he this this is just a dude. And he doesn't help himself either with his presentation or anything. You know, wearing like I know that's kind of meant to be his gimmick in AEW, like the polo shirts and all that kind of thing. But
1: being boring's not a gimmick. No, it's... no. He said,
0: "I from you." Know, the, it seems within the industry, it seems like he. he but I, I've heard that he is relatively okay, like guy. You know, but it just. Um. Yeah, the character. Yeah, you're right. It's just it's boring, and 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 I didn't understand why. What I mean, why wasn't what happened in the previous segment the ending to this? I know? just
1: can't. Like, there there why, are...
0: there were an all in brawl when there was like fifteen people there. <laughs> like that would have made a thousand times more sense to me than.
1: I I think if if you were going to pick up like. Who are the two wrestlers like bringing bringing someone completely new or established or whatever, and you're like, we need two people to get this guy over you would pick pretty much almost every time uh Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho, and they haven't been able to get him over yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. and so like maybe it's anyway i don't want I don't want to talk about this anymore. But... <laughs> No one does. No one wants to listen to this. Just... No. Um,
0: it was bad. It was so bland. Yeah. The ending, they just walked off. What? A... Anyway. Um, he put his fist near his head. He so... hated it so much. Uh, but his wife threw water on Cody. So, you know. And then uh, uh, the one thing I did find funny in it, actually, is how worked up Dustin got about was, yeah. <laughs> about. Cody having water thrown in his face. He, you get your wife off the stage right now, right now. I'm like oh, Dustin, relax, mate. Like, <laughs> what? What? That's the thing that you get upset about, about. Everything that has happened, like to you and your family since this show has started, that's the most I've seen you upset. You know? <laughs> um, oh, and the fact that Q.T. Marshall got a girlfriend. They're the two things that you've been wow. really upset about. Is <laughs> me too. Yeah, sorry, man. I... <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next uh, segment slash um, match. There's a bit going on in this, so bear with me. We had a, a tag team match, um, uh, Brody Lee and Cole Cabana versus, I think, my new favourite tag team, uh, Joey Janela and Sonny
1: Kiss. Yeah, it was... Uh, they're they're really good like they're together they make like a lot of sense and they're i don't know if you watch dark um i but tried they had I, did,
0: I didn't get to see all of it this week but I'm, I'm actually trying to
1: make consider to watch more of it they had a match on that and they were excellent and i thought they were excellent in this match as well
0: yeah i love their i mentioned the last time that we spoke um on the podcast that how much i really enjoyed their promos the side kind of like Synthwave drive you know with the movie drive vibe to their mm. to their um promos and you know fits in with the sort of 80s aesthetic that they've got but the the promo that they had this week where they is it like a lamborghini or something that they're <laughs> driving around in i don't really know cars but it's obviously a very expensive sort of sports car that they're driving around in um and that whole scene felt like a dream to me mm. you know, like There's a bunch of rough dudes at the service station who want to rough up Sonny Kiss because they seem to think that, you know, he'd be an easy target. They want to take his car off him. And then he, I I really liked the agency that they didn't, because I I expected Joey Janella to come out for the save, right? And then Mm. Sonny Kiss just beat him up. (laughs) And then Joey Janella came out and like used some of his shopping to finish them off. But really, it was Sonny Kiss that. That did everything in that in that um, promo. And I really, I really liked that, and they seem mm-hmm. to work really well as a tag team as well. Like they're both really good wrestlers.
1: It it makes uh, I I like I think, and they're also the kind of team like jumping forward a little bit. They lost the match, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's they're going to be a sort of slow burn, long team, and it's okay for them to lose at this point. Yeah. Um, like, because you know, obviously, there's a Brody Lee Cabana story that's you know needs to be advanced, if not you know just by the fact that the average age is significantly higher for those two. Yeah. Um, but the, like, I I I really enjoyed it. I I like. I don't have a whole lot to say other than, like, I want to see more of just Janella and Sunny Kiss doing whatever. Hmm. um as long as they do it in those weird promos and the the matches are really really good they're both like they're so different in the ring like sunny kiss is i think technically better but joey Janela's, like sort of got a bit of mr mayhem about him <laughs> um can i just say that the booking of this
0: um i thought the the booking of the cockaburra dark order thing was um Felt initially when they started, I was like, "Oh, I feel like this is on the fly," because it felt no. like Brody Lee hadn't sort of gone over as well as people thought it would. And well, this was my opinion that it just yes. felt like he he'd been brought in and they tried, and um because people had sort of fantasy booked that Matt Hardy was going to be the leader of the Dark Order when it was Brodie Lee, most people like and sort of turned away from it. Yeah. Having watched this week, it feels even if that if it wasn't the case, it feels like there was long term booking behind all of it. It feels very thought out, you know, like mm. the the match ending the way that it did. You know, Colcabana not seeing the interference from Lee, so when he turns around and sees Janela on the canvas, um, uh, he kind of has to take. The win because he wants to win, right? And mm-hmm. then you see that later on, like that, and then that was explored later on when the cameras caught up with them um, backstage. And Brody Lee's like, "How does that? F- how did it feel?" Basically, you know. And Cole like, "It's good to win. It's nice <laughs> to win," you know. And I was like, "This is great. This is just such mm-hmm. good. It's so simple." You know, like if you weren't a wrestling fan and you were like, well, yeah, of course, that's how you would tell a story in a wrestling match, right? Like if you weren't a wrestling fan. But if you've been watching any wrestling for the last 20 years, it never happens. So when you see it, you're like, oh, this, this is, (laughs) this is so good. And I felt, that's how I felt watching all of this. It's like you're getting a younger tag team over because of the people that they're, they're wrestling with. It's telling two different stories at once. Um, there's a continuation of it with um, Janela going up against uh, Brody Lee at Fighter Fest, but there's still the. Um, is that was that the match that was?
1: Yep. Announced? Yeah, it was right. Um, hang on, the, I know it where. was, wasn't it? I I would say with what you were saying about the long-term storytelling, that that weirdly gives me a bit more. Uh, hope because uh the end of it with Lance Archer coming in.
0: Uh that's what I forgot. Yeah, Lance Archer came in at the end.
1: Yeah. And and like I was like Lance Archer like 3 weeks ago sort of meant something. And it seems it, now he's like completely directionless and, you know, aimless and boring. Um so hopefully there's a long-term story with him as well.
0: Yeah, well, it, they because they announced Brodie Lee versus Joey Janela at Fighter Fest, so maybe Sonny Kiss versus Lance Archer. Jeez. Yeah, um, you'd almost be you could almost make an argument that it's Sonny Kiss giving Lance Archer the rub in that match mm. <laughs> after two weeks of promos. Um, next up, we had FTR versus SCU, our favorites, the old SCU are back, and uh. They did mention that the tag team element of SCU from now on will be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian.
1: Thank Uh, Christ, because seeing, like, Christopher Daniels as a solo at this point, and, like, he's really good, but he shouldn't be a solo. Yeah. No, I completely agree
0: with that. And I was like, well, that's good, because Scorpio Sky is the only guy. Like, you know, if you're going to push a singles competitor out of this faction, there has to be Scorpio Sky. Yeah. I I was happy to hear that
1: like th- this um, this match was fine, but like really the end of this match was the yeah. the the fact that the Lucha bros are going to be in the same ring as FTR uh and hopefully FTR absolutely blindside the young bucks um it's gonna be fantastic. I'm so excited. Oh, dude, yeah,
0: no, um, no one, I, I don't think anyone popped as hard as uh, I did when the Lucha Bros appeared in the ring and um, I literally went, it's the Lucha Bros, to myself, to <laughs> no one, in my house. <laughs> uh, yeah, did a full Jim Ross, you know, my God, it's the Lucha Bros. Um, <laughs> my favourite bit of all of this, besides, the you know, seeing my boy Ray Phoenix back, Is um, when the match finishes, FTR win, right? And then you hear their truck rev, and I was like, God, someone else has got a truck, (laughs) right? And then it cuts to the butcher and the blade, and the blade, like the butcher's like, you know, in the cabin of the truck, and the blade's like at the back, and he's like, hey, hey, FTR, it's us, butcher and the blade. And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) one. one the, the the way that the line was delivered was so awful that it was <laughs> that it was beautiful and two who talks like that no one talks like that i don't they know who you are you keep hitting each other in the face for the last like three weeks <laughs> you don't need to you know what i mean like i don't have to say like if I'm messaging you messaging you in Messenger, I don't have to say, like my dad does with every text message, hey it's dad.
1: You know, I don't have to I say I mean it would be weird if you said that to me because I would <laughs> I would think you're hey, my father.
0: Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't have to say, hey, it's Damien. Anyway, uh, do you want to record Thursday? It just I don't know. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. It, it's not it's not a huge criticism. It was just I actually rewound it and watched it again just so I could hey, hear, hey, FTR, it's us, Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, completely ruined the timing because I don't know whether the Lucha Brothers ruined the timing because it was meant to be the big reveal that they were behind them, right? But they, for us as the audience, we could see them for, like, three minutes, you know, while this promo was going on. <laughs> uh it sounds like I'm criticizing this stuff, but I wasn't. I, I loved all of it, and I 100% agree with you. To see, uh, see the revival FTR, whatever you want, whatever we're calling them, <laughs> hmm. um, in the same ring as the Lucha Bros. Um, yeah, this might be this might be the match that I'm looking forward to the most at Fighter Fest. Is um, well, did we announce what it was? We didn't. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah.
1: Oh, we didn't know. No, well, <laughs> for that one person who's getting
0: all their news from us, it was the Bucks and FTR um, versus Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade, right? That's right. It's, oh, it's, it's going to so be... Butcher and the anyway. Blade.
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just can't wait. I, I, I hope it means that the Lucha Bros are back for like a long period of time. Yeah, man. Because like they like them being gone is, you know, they they're the best. They're fantastic.
0: Oh, I, I genuinely love them. The only thing that I've sort of been critical of a little bit with AW so far with them is like they have been booked as heels, but they're not heels. You know what I mean? Like they they do all the high spots. And, okay, I to sound like Jim Cornette, but. <laughs> they, they do, they do all the high spots, and they get allowed time to do all their gimmicks, you know, like the zero fear and all that kind of thing, which I love. But that's, you know, that's like baby face behavior. It
1: just sort of—I don't know—I really sound like Jim
0: Cornette here. This is really bad.
1: Um, Pentagon's a murder skeleton, and they should never, ever lose to the young bucks. That's my view. The 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 <laughs> tiny little Jackson. Brothers who are like, oh, you know, we're Christian as fuck. um, Should not, (laughs) should absolutely never beat a Mexican murder skeleton.
0: Was that Christian? Christian as fuck. Was that on being the elite? Yeah, it was right. I was was like, that wasn't on the main show. That was.
1: It's it's one of those things where when you're not American, you're like, ooh. Okay, are we are we gonna? Is this now like a a thing? <laughs> is this cool? It's just anyway. another.
0: It's just another reason for me to turn the bucks heel
1: immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right. like the, the, this is the problem that like Americans really don't realize that that for for a lot of the world, the Christians are the heels. <laughs> um, yeah, you're the bad guys. You know? it's like they've got the they've got their you know framed picture of George Powell behind them. They you know <laughs> man, that's 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 scurrilous. Um, the uh,
0: was it the um, Mitchell and Webb? Like are we the baddies? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not. But we, our hat has a skull and crossbones on it. We're sure <laughs> not the baddies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, we've just lost all of our American listeners in a two and a half minute segment. So, we'll see if we'll get them back. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Anyway, that match is going to be amazing. And we were only sort of half joking then about um, Mm. Christian AF.
1: And um... (laughs) there's only actually one thing I'm more excited for than seeing the Lucha Bros in action again. Um, Mm. And I'm about to uh, transition. Because it's seeing Brian Cage win the World Heavyweight Championship from John Moxley. Yeah. Um, well,
0: is I know we didn't we weren't gonna mention stuff, but is Mox gonna be there? If uh, it's in two weeks. If it's in two weeks, he can be there, yeah.
1: I hope so, because I need to see him lose in three <laughs> minutes to Brian Cage. Alright, Taz, relax. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get <laughs> which we guys. didn't mention earlier, but the like Taz breaking down why Brian Cage is so great is confrontingly similar to my thought process, but like a <laughs> bit smarter.
0: Yeah, we've got two Tazs running around just a few minutes, saying, "And that is why John Moxley is going to lose at Vodafest.
1: Uh, all the all the like Conrad Thompson podcasts where. Like, they always make fun of Vince McMahon for, like, being a body guy and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, what an idiot. And then, like, like Brian Cage is, like, <laughs> se- seems to have, like, hit something in my brain Yeah, but that's just, it's, like, it's firing on all cylinders. This man is incredible. I can't wait to see him as world champion.
0: Yeah, when you see that old phrenology book, Vitalogy, that Pearl Jam, like, <laughs> was uh, based there their album on, um, mm. there's a section called the Vince McMahon section. And it's you <laughs> see a big muscly
1: man and you're like,
0: that's such good shit.
1: You know, that's, that, that's like I see Wardlow and I'm like, eh, whatever. But for some reason, I don't know. I don't know if it's the sideburns. I feel like it might be the sideburns. <laughs> he uh, he's all neck.
0: Usually with mm. those guys, it's like there's no neck, but he has like seven necks that go down to his shoulders.
1: Um, I I see Brian Cage, and I'm like, I want to see you wrestle all the time, and I never want to know your opinion on anything serious, because yeah. like I know it's bad. Like you can tell that it's bad.
0: You're treating him how. Uh, a mobster treats his girlfriend in Scorsese movies. You know what I mean. Like, He's my goonar. G- g- that's that's exactly right. <laughs> don't mm, sweet lips. Don't don't <laughs> talk. Okay, just wrestle. <laughs> you He's know, so I'm so not funny. here. I'm not here for your opinions. Just wrestle. All right, let's get back in the ring.
1: <laughs> he is absolutely my g-ma. Um <laughs> The Lucha Bros might be my Carmela Soprano. And Brian Cage is my is my well, I mean, I, there's there's no there's no standout guma for Tony Soprano. Um, I'm watching The Sopranos, by the way just just the other people. If, vibe. You want to watch them. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> um, just as a hot take, The Sopranos oh, is good show. Sopranos yeah, it's good. It's show. good.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, you may never have heard of it. It's good. Um. Uh, the, um I like Taz is incredible though as well yeah
0: that, that's actually exactly what I was gonna say is he you know I watch his promos um and as much as I'm enjoying them um one it's making me think that um after I get through all the 80s WCW weekly TV stuff that I'm watching at the moment great I'm gonna go watch ECW, uh, which I've never, yeah. I've never really watched any of it but you can see why the people, you know, and let's face it, if we were living in the States at that time, we would have been ECW marks. We would have been, you
1: know, doing a fan scene about ECW, but people were so excited. No, about no it as- you would have been. I would have been like, fuck the NWO, NWO bring back the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> That's oh. right. So
0: I was a WCW guy, but... Um, <laughs> I feel like if I had seen ECW, I probably would have converted pretty quickly. But the yes, okay. my point was that the, Taz was so like it was so eagerly awaited, and when he made his debut at the Garden, it was like such a huge pop. And mm. people who know better than us have said it's the biggest pop in wrestling history. With guys like Jr. and um, Triple H, and, um, and and just the the missed opportunity of the guys. him as a top guy in WWE is just, you know, he could have been such a good heel for that company for such a long period of time. And it's kind of, as much as I'm loving watching him work now, mm. I can't help but think of, like, what we all missed out on. You know?
1: But also what we've missed out on for, like, the reality is the guy should have been in a company doing something. He shouldn't have just been doing whatever he's been doing for the last five or six years. um, Mm. He's got like, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, And like AEW are really, really good at using those older guys. Um, Like Taz obviously came at a really bad time. And I imagine if he came in now, he would be NXT champion, then WWE champion. Um, Mm. But they're really good at using the old, like you know, Jake the Snake, Arn Anderson. Um, obviously, different generation, but uh, not Billy Gunn. But I guess Billy Gunn, technically, um, But using these people I love to you put talk over about Billy I Gunn, think.
0: like you and he have a program together. Like you genuinely, you're like you turn into MJF when
1: Billy Gunn gets mentioned. We have a personal issue, <laughs> and the personal issue. Is that he's a piece of shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is rough. But anyway, this—I I, I, this match was like fine and whatever. But like Taz is out of control, like firing on all cylinders. Great, and I can't wait to see uh, John Moxley just get absolutely destroyed. Um, <laughs> Well, we'll see. I don't think there's any hope in hell
0: uh, that your boy is going to beat John Moxley. But um, as I have said, I don't actually really have a dog in the fight. I'm quite interested to see who, you know, how they tell that story. Um, but I also think it is probably time for John to. Well, he hasn't really had it for that long. But he doesn't need it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah.
1: He's
0: I don't, still. I don't, don't, don't want to say it because every time Bruce Pritchard says, I get really angry. <laughs> about belt's not meaning anything and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, you're probably right. He probably,
1: out of all the people in the world right now, he, he probably
0: doesn't need a belt.
1: He can um, go back to, you know, hot dog carts and whatever else. Like, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's been a very, 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 very long time since John Moxley cut the promo where he was, like, in some... Uh, I think it was CZW like holding the thing, holding the championship being like, you know, I'm now the target for the first time. And you're like, wow, this guy's incredible. It's just, it's, it's, it's been a bit of time that he's coasted off being the guy from CZW who's the best guy in CZW.
0: <laughs> we all know that you want to see Brian Cage win the belt. All right, You don't have to go so hard on. <laughs> On <laughs> poor old Mox, who's just doing his best, man. He's doing it his is best a stone cold impersonation, and he's and he's carrying AEW
1: on his back. It's certainly a rough week to go at John Moxley
0: like, yeah, for no reason. Yeah,
1: and I imagine this will, this will hurt him. And I like I hope that he takes this as a uh, wake up call. <laughs> um.
0: Uh, all Everything in this podcast is kayfabe as well, by the way. So We are actually part <laughs> of the AEW universe, uh, as you'll see when Jog Moxley gets his hands on puny little mystery Matt and breaks him in half. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, next up we had uh, Broken Matt Hardy versus um, a.k.a. Damascus, uh, accompanied by Neo1, the drone, uh, <laughs> versus uh, Santana, who was out there with his boy Ortiz. Um, I don't want to be harsh towards this match and everything that happened in it, but I was pretty meh with everything here, man. And
1: um, I'm actually really care about this.
0: Yeah, like at all, right? Yeah, same. Um, And I feel quite guilty saying that because we everyone knows if you don't look it up,
1: um, (laughs) why Santana was in this match, but uh, hmm. um. But also, like, they send Santana out with with Ortiz. Like, why not use the fact that they've got... Like, Matt Hardy doesn't need to win. Like, I'm... No. And it's just, like, they just no-sold everything. Like, they could have used the two-on-one advantage and at least, like, given a young, less established person. I don't know. I, I thought it was just, like, pretty boring. I don't need to see Matt Hardy single matches. Uh, in 2020. Yeah, Yeah, I know on the last podcast you were kind of joking
0: when you were like, I don't need to see Matt um, unless it's pay-per-view and then he does a weird Matt Hardy match and then goes play again. Um, But I think that's actually probably right. You know, it's probably – and I feel feel bad sort of um, saying this about Matt Hardy because I feel like his whole career – Everyone's just shout on him, <laughs> you mm. know, um, when he's been amazing and keeps reinventing himself and and um, you know. I think it, like he's hard, incredible, right? you know, but yeah. um, but it, it that not having watched Impact or TNA or whatever it was called when he was doing the broken gimmick then weekly. Mm. It is something that can get. I'm finding a bit repetitive.
1: I I th- I just think it's like at this point of his career, like, did is Matt Hardy now? You're like, woo, he's a real threat. Like, well, uh, that's I, I just don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like uh, you could just you could have the, the. There's no need for him to be in a match like this. He can do his setup with promos and then do the big yeah. cinematic matches. Like, he just it, it just doesn't need to happen.
0: Yeah, and and also like you know you can see even though it hasn't uh, been a huge problem so far the restrict the restriction in movement with his body yeah doesn't help it doesn't sell the match you know and you you have a guy um, uh, like Santana you know, bumping all over the place for him and yeah it just I mean what do you do considering what's happened. But, yeah, I think you're right. You could have easily just had Santana win. Um, But as we've said in the past, man, there's times, you know, we look at stuff like this this week and we're like, this makes no sense. I don't understand why any of this Mm. is happening. I mean, I know Private Party came out and there was a bit of a to and fro between those two tag teams. So maybe that's the next storyline for both, you know, for Santana and Ortiz and Private Party to have a program. And that could be really good. That could be really good yep um with matt hardy as sort of the wily old manager type thing for private party Mm. which seems to be what the and i I would be into that um but it just felt a bit laborious to have to go through this to get there when it could have been quite easily done in like a segment out the back or something
1: Mm. agreed um and then best
0: for last man i I because we finished that match um and I was like, oh, that's the end. And then I was like, oh no, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Um and I loved all of this. Um I don't think these guys are gonna be able to do anything where I'm not like loved it. Um <laughs> like I've already made up my mind that this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so uh maybe you can offer a little bit better criticism than just, like,
1: this was the best. I mean, it, it is really, really hard to offer any criticism. They've got the, <laughs> like, most established and maybe the most established, like, actual active star in wrestling and the person that is the most unique and interesting and over person in wrestling and they put them in a ring and like him stand at the the like the end of the match like the end of the 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 confrontation
0: yeah
1: you know with the the blood all over his shirt like it just like looking like completely like whatever by the whole thing was just unbelievable like it's it's hmm. it, anyone who and like I think everyone who'd seen orange cassidy on youtube or whatever um probably questioned how good he you know how how he would translate to something serious like this yeah and he uh, clearly should never have been doubted um, he him and him and Darby Allen and Mjf are probably the most clear like how were they not already signed yeah um, by WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Orange Cassidy I kind of get with WWE because they wouldn't get it. It He'd be be 24-7 champion right now. He wouldn't be main eventing a show. Well, no,
0: he wouldn't. He wouldn't. And, yeah, you're 100% right. He would be
1: be 24-7 champion. He 100% would be. But, like, this Uh, is why, like, you watch this and you're like, Fuck, maybe AEW should get our truth. Like, yeah, maybe that would be cool. <laughs> like... Well, you we start looking at the
0: WWE roster and going, "What, what could they do for this guy?" Or you know, I mean, even just guys who are out of contract, Rusev, Zack Ryder.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what do they look like in that company? I'm not,
0: I'm not saying that they're going there.
1: Or Did like they that. end up in Impact? Was that is that a thing? There was a big rumor that Rusev was. Um, but he hasn't well, shown up great. yet. Well, that's good. Um, because he, he's probably the very clear one that should. For AEW, AEW, I
0: feel like out of all those guys that got released, Rusev is the one that AEW needs more than Rusev needs AEW, if that makes sense. you know, like,
1: Yeah.
0: He would be a huge get for them. And you can and see it with be... WWE that he was over in WWE. Mm. They just didn't know how to... They booked him properly once in that like rocky four storyline with John Cena. Right? Yeah, that where, was great. Where he but went from sure being right. Bulgarian to Russian like overnight, not explained. <laughs> uh and then, you know, they they battled it out for a year, they ended at WrestleMania with the tank and all that kind of stuff. But then after that, they didn't know what to do with him, but the fans were telling them every goddamn night, "Rusev, we want fucking Rusev mm-hmm. something with Rusev." And they just couldn't figure it out. So it would be fascinating to see what AEW do when they can do this and get Orange Cassidy looking to me like after a, a what, 10 minute segment where I'm like, Orange Cassidy should be the AEW heavyweight champion. Um, uh,
1: Orange Cassidy should lose to Brian Cage.
0: Would be no, fine. No, 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 no. Orange Cassidy should beat Brian Cage for the AEW Championship, and That's all disgusting. would be all would be right with the world. Can <laughs> imagine? Imagine Jim Conant's podcast that week.
1: But Brian Cage is so big. Like <laughs> I don't know how you could say that. I just Orange did. Cassidy doesn't even have sideburns. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he just he'll
0: just zoom through his legs. 15 minutes and then he'll trip over his feet and orange cassidy will go to town on him
1: but this is like
0: best friends will come in and help out somehow and they they win the tag team belts orange cassidy wins the heavyweight championship and then they've got all the gold baby
1: i've been reading this nitro book um and in the like the nitro book is is spectacular um yeah, it's called Nitro, yeah. um, and and they talk a lot about when the outsiders came, about how unique and different it was, and how mm. it wasn't like wrestling, and what yeah. wasn't like how wrestling was at that point. Yeah, and like this is what like Orange Cassidy isn't like wrestling.
0: No, and I mean, like Jericho really said that in the promo. He's like you're you've got yourself over by being truly original. Mm. Um, and again, it's that thing that you pointed out recently about Jericho as well—like managing to be a be the biggest heel in the company, but still get people over at the same time. It's a, it's an amazing skill that he has, and I don't—I mean, other people do it, but I just don't notice it as much as when Jericho does it, you know. Mm. Um, but I I, I loved. All of this, I love the like, and if you do that ankle tapping thing to me, man, I'm gonna punch your teeth down your throat. <laughs> and then Orange Cassidy hmm. uh, grabs the mic out of Jericho's hand and then taps him on the shins with his little feet. Uh, and then Jericho grabs his shades off him and smacks and crushes them in and snaps them in half. I can't even speak properly. I'm so excited talking about this promo. <laughs> um, and yeah, then you know, I love, I love it when Orange Cassidy turns into, like, Turbo Orange, you know? Mm. Like, when he when he goes from zero to a 100 and all of a sudden he's wrestling properly, I just love it so much. It's so weird and dumb and awesome, and it's everything that I love about pro wrestling that if someone who wasn't into wrestling walked into the room, they would be like, what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous, but they wouldn't be able to look away and they'd end up sitting down on the couch next to you and watching the whole segment. And by the end of it, going, The guy's pretty cool. (laughs) That's, I love that's, you know, I love that about wrestling when that happens. And I feel like that's, you know, that's Orange Cassidy. And and he's working with Jericho, man, who is just, even though I've had some issues with Jericho in the past, (laughs) the past year or so with, you know, his social media and stuff. Um, he every Wednesday he's still besides Britt Baker and Orange Gassy, he's he's the other main attraction on the show, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that's right. And like I think uh You know, the, the match with Pac was probably or was probably better than technically this match will be just because you know, pack his pack, yeah. Uh, but it'll just be like I—I I, I think uh, he will be massive once this is over. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Sorry, pronouns, pal. <laughs> pronouns, pal. Uh, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, That—that's the main thing that I—I w- I really wanted to say about this um, promo is that he did not look out of place being a main event. Player, player, you know, um, mm-hmm. he, you know, because even when I remembered that the promo was happening, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a big night for Orange Cassidy, you know, main event. Like, even though it's a promo, it's still closing the show out. Like, this is huge for him. Like, I hope it goes. Like, I was genuinely like a dad or something in the audience. Like, oh god, I hope it goes well. <laughs> hope it goes well because I wanted to be a main event guy. Um, this, you know, what I think I've just worked out who my replacement is for Sam Punk. It might be Orange Cassidy. I think this is my new favorite. This is my new dude, man. <laughs> it's uh, a, but I can't I mean, wait to see.
1: better choices, uh, but that's a you know, like Brian Cage, obviously. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you if you think Orange Cassidy is, you know. Whatever. That's as Orange Cassidy would say. Yeah. Whatever, man. I just like I'm
0: a real, uh, you know, uh, Gen X slacker guy. So I just get Orange (laughs) Cassidy. You know what I mean? I'm just like whatever. And it's like a real, a real millennial. I'm like whatever. You know.
1: He does have like there is a like very like clear stream of like like Orange Cassidy high fidelity. Uh, the movie s- soundtrack to singles, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think contains <laughs> "Drowned" by the Smashing Pumpkins, which is probably their like one of their most uh, underrated songs. That whole um, soundtrack is actually all pretty good, much like Orange Cassidy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, I think on that note singles and orange cassidy that probably sums up our <laughs> the way that we go about our business better than anything else we've gone from uh Camus to um soundgarden in the space of an hour and i think that probably sums up our
1: collective I feel like we-
0: experience when it comes to wrestling
1: we need to have a like current affairs end show, like, you know, piano man do a sum up of the of the weekend wrestling. That's that's really where I wanna be. Uh yeah, and the
0: and we hate him, like <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll on the front lines. <laughs> it's like, oh, and it's um D- dangerous Dave with the
1: week <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> he's done it again. Oh
0: god, he's done it again. Anyway, guys, see you next week. Like seriously. <laughs> fuck, are we going to get Dangerous Dave off it? Oh, we're still on air. <laughs> and it's a podcast and I edit it, but I still leave it in there. Um, all right, man. Look, we should wrap it up there because um, I, I, people preferred the longer format and us talking shit. I told you that would be the case and we got more downloads right. for that last episode that you're on than any other episode that we've done. So the people have spoken, they like you and not me, and <laughs> we, need,
1: um, we need to do more of this. Excellent. All right, well, we'll uh, we can we can confirm that next week we will spend another hour talking about Camus.
0: Excellent. And we'll get we to
1: start? Sartre. We'll go to we'll go to de Beauvoir. We'll, we'll really get across it. Hmm.
0: I'm I'm reading some uh, Fitzgerald at the moment as well. Uh, maybe oh, the Beat poets, maybe some Beat poets we can get in there as well, talk about how problematic they are even though they were, you know the work was written in the 50s.
1: You know, yeah, um, you know, and we can talk about like Villain and Rimbaud, and you know, um, it, we're gonna get really deep into the influences of Bob Dylan. I think really?
0: that's it. uh, uh Rimb- Rimbaud would have really liked wrestling, he was, <laughs> yeah, <that's>, he, would- <laughs> he was crazy, he would have liked it. He could have been a wrestler, actually, more likely, hmm. anyway. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk wrestling slash literature off air. <laughs> right. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. We'll be back next week to chat AEW.